Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, guys, to the Followers of the Force podcast. I am one of your hosts, David Triana, along with Jason Williams. Hello! And Gwendy Wren. Hello! And we are back with another commentary. Uh, we have already finished the Skywalker saga, and right now you guys can go ahead and go listen to episodes one through nine, which is crazy to say now. Uh, but you can go ahead and watch the entire saga with us. And now we're going to start the Star Wars stories, beginning with Rogue One, and then next week we'll tackle Solo, a Star Wars story. But tonight, as I said, it's Rogue One. This movie came out in December of 2016. It's going to turn four years old this year, which is nuts already to think about. Um, But yeah, we have the movie stopped at one second on Disney+. Plus. So if you guys want to uh, queue up with us, we will press play here shortly. And it's going to be one, two, play. So uh, just make sure you guys have that at one second, and we'll get started. All right. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yep. All right. So here we go. One, two, play. Okay? Okay. One, two, play. There we go. All right. Now, this was like uncharted territory for Star Wars. What did? What were, what were your expectations not so much of the movie, but just the feeling of not getting the crawl and just having it start just like it did right now. This, it was jarring. I was expecting yeah. the crawl after after seeing that, you know, the long time ago in the galaxy far away. So it was very it was very jarring for me. Yeah, because like you get that music, but it's not the logo that comes up. It's just right. that gank. Yeah. And I was I mean, like, it's... what's this giant square doing in space? Yeah. So I didn't <laughs> understand it. Right. Yeah, I thought it was the Phantom Zone. <laughs> from the Superman movies. Right. And, I mean, a lot of people give, uh, you know, for whatever reason, a lot of people don't seem to like the score for Rogue One um, as much as the other movies, but I think it's really, really good, especially for the amount of time that uh, Michael Giacchino had to um, write it and and record it. And he had, I like, like, a little over I think anybody would have gotten criticism because they're not John Williams. And we have an inherent prejudice against a Star Wars movie without John Williams, his original score. Yeah. Gosh, just the feeling of, of the, the, it just felt so tense right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And everything just looks A so different good. feel to it. Yeah. It felt, uh, it felt Star Wars-y, but not Star Wars. Right. That was weird. Yeah, this kind of had a big. It was. It was. It's interesting. Like this movie comes a year after the Force Awakens, and so yeah. in a lot of ways, it it kind of coasted off of Force Awakens, and in a lot of ways, it got compared to Force Awakens. 
like I remember before this came out, they would see pictures of uh, of uh, Jen Erso and my friends friends who weren't like into Star Wars. It's like, so is that like Ray's mother? I don't understand what's going on. Oh, yeah. Everybody was all about that. Ray's mom and dad. Remember that? Jeez. Yeah, they're like, they're like, yeah, they just didn't get that. They just didn't get, you know, that it was a completely different story. Right. I'm not 100% sure why they parked so far away. Yeah, I don't know either. You could have parked up closer. <laughs> I think it was just to look cool when they were walking. Yeah. Which no, I'm yeah. 100% okay with. And again, this is what I've mentioned before. The, the reason why I like Rogue One so much is that there are no mysteries about who anybody is. You already no, know who is... parents are. You know Krennic. You know, you, you know what you're going to get. Um, and and you don't have to really, you know, jog your head around and and think, okay, who is this person related to? What you know, what's going on here? Yeah. Did any of you read Catalyst? Yes, no. I read it before the movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, because after I read Catalyst and then I saw this, I was like, oh, Lyra got screwed in this movie because she's barely in it, but she's like such a huge, such an important part. Of Catalyst. Right. So You get the impression that she's the reason why he left the Empire. She kind yeah. of I mean, she kind of was. It was it was just sort of like she saw what he was doing and they had the kid and he she was just like, You don't want to raise you don't want to raise your child in this. And so she like her and Saw sort of if I remember from remembering correctly, kind of um instigated and, and fixed it so that they could disappear. Yeah, at the end of the book. So Ben Mandelson was perfect for this role. Oh yeah, it's so weird. I'm so used to seeing him as a bad guy because he was on Hannibal and then he was he was Le Chief in uh, Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. So to see him as not like a psychotic was a little interesting for me. <laughs> oh yeah. But you kind of feel bad for the guy though, seriously, because he's. Oh no! I I I. I, I at the end of the movie, you feel so bad because like like um what's his name? Ma- Tarkin screwing with him. Vader screwing with him. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was talking about um. Oh God. Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Yeah, he's the one I always see as a psychotic. No, uh, Ben Mendelsohn has been in so much stuff since this. He's, uh, there was an HBO uh, miniseries um, with uh, based on Steve. Oh God, was Outsider? He's great. Yeah, in Outsider. That. Yeah. And he's the he's one of the best parts of Captain Marvel. Mm. I like how they hint that these guys have a history. Right. You know and that, that they used to be friends, and they yeah. they still have a little bit of emotional connection. Like like Krennic is always uh, what's the word? Um, he doesn't. He's like he always hesitates before like harming him. Right. It, part of it's because he needs his brain, but there does yeah. seem to be a history that yeah. he seems to cling to. Yeah, they were they were really good friends um, mm-hmm. when they were younger, and then obviously ambition and all those things that usually tear people down. Uh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, he. It, I mean, his want in this movie and in the and in the book Catalyst is he wants to run the Death Star. Yeah. And so it's this is so that's kind of his want in this movie is to. After he busts his ass making the Death Star, Tarkin's like, "Thanks, I take over now." So yeah, I kind of felt bad. I'm like, I felt bad. I was like, "Come on, that's, that's messed up." I mean, yeah. as bad as you can feel for Krennic, yeah, uh, you know. Right. Within the Empire, he got screwed over. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing. You knew Lyra wasn't gonna last 
long. Right. Um, which sucked because she was a really great part of the book. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. It, it's, it's like Rose's sister in The Last Jedi. You just, you know, the character wasn't going to make it very far. I just realized that Jen shoots him, too. So he's got a, two generations of uh, Ursa women shoot critic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's funny. So they filmed this in Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely looks like ice. I like ice. I want to go there one day. Never been. I'd love to. I love the Stormtrooper doll. I think it was a good touch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Death Troopers and the holding the little, mm-hmm. little doll. Mm-hmm. And then we get Death Troopers in the Mandalorian, which is super cool. Yeah, but... Yes, I'm going to step out for just 10 seconds here. Okay, no worries. Be right back. Man. Can you imagine? Like, your, your dad gets taken away, your mom is killed, and then you just, you know, you got to go hide in the hole. Wait for crazy Sagarera to show up. Yeah, right. Although they never... Again, Dave Filoni never explained what happens, what ha- how Saw gets from where he is in Clone Wars to, uh, to where he is in this movie. A lot must yeah. happen in the two or three years between the two of them. Yeah, I know in Rebels they showed, like, the, the stuff on Geonosis with the gas, and I thought something was going to happen with that. Yeah. But, you know, nothing. And maybe it was like, you know, oh, God, I did not like that title card when I saw it in the movie. Oh, really? It it looked, a couple seconds ahead of me. It looked. Uh, it looks cheap. Yeah, it looks, it looks like, like you just made it on, you know. Yeah, it looks like you yeah, or something. Microsoft Word or something, yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to figure out what's going on here. <clears throat> what are you guys on? I am on... 810, 811, 812? 814, 815. Okay. I'm on 818. I just jumped ahead. Oh, okay. I think I was a little... I was. I, I, I knew I started late because... <laughs> the one thing about this iPad, you touch it and then you hit play and then nothing happens and then you hit it again and then it everything goes yeah, away yeah. and then it comes back. So, all right. I think I've had such a... I saw like a kind of Earth-like jail. Yeah. This uh oh, it says the ring of Catherine. I don't know. Watching this again, I'm kind of excited now about the Cassian series. I was kind of, I mean, I wasn't like upset about it, but I was just kind of like, okay, like I, yeah. I, I like the character. I think he's cool, but I was just kind of like, I like the character too, but I'm not overly excited for a series about him. I think that's one of my least excited things about what's coming up in the future. I mean, yeah. I could always be pleasantly surprised, but it just seems like it's what we call in the Army, OBE, overcome by events. It's just something that we don't really need to go back to, I guess, right. unless they connect it to other things. That's well, they'll, connect it, they'll connect it to this and probably a little bit of A New Hope, but that's about yeah. it. This was the moment where I knew that this movie was going to be different is, you know, the interaction with the informant and then ultimately killing he him. Kills. 
killing yeah. Yeah. yeah that was that was surprising to me because it's not a very star wars-y thing to do and right. it, immediately i was like ah okay so they're going for the gray morality angle <laughs> like yeah. immediately it's like you know, so the so the republic is re- rebellion isn't as you know peaches and cream as it's supposed to be yeah, yeah. and that's like one of the biggest strengths of this movie in my opinion because um, it's it's different you know well, it, sure. it also it also helped for later on in the movie where he's supposed to spoilers uh, right. kill Galen, and you, so you believe oh that's really gonna happen as opposed to in some other movies where it's like you have to kill so and so and you're like oh that person's never gonna do it right so yeah and I'm 100 percent cool with the gray morality angle because I'm always for that I've mm-hmm. never liked the you know the the you know the the black and white stuff because it's not real even right. in fairy tales. The point of fairy tales is to show that's not real. <laughs> By the end of it, you're supposed to grow up and realize that there is no black and white. So mm-hmm. I was cool with the rebellion having a gray morality. It was cool seeing the old school stormtroopers again. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was cool. cool. Yeah. They really were able to keep that aesthetic from that time period. Yeah, uh, I mean, this, fe- really I mean, well. aside from how clean it looks. I mean, it's shot just differently, but yeah. you could you could see that it was maybe you know maybe a set from, uh, you know, an old Star Wars set or something. So yeah, Jeddah was super cool. I mean, another desert like planet. Jedi. Yeah, but this time it has like these Jedi's everywhere, like just yeah. like the the statues in Lord of the Rings, uh, right. Isildur and Arian, like they're on but. It just it shows that it's history and the age and the uh, the a thousand generations thing, you know. Right. And also that they show that in, within the rebellion, there's splinter groups that are far more radical than other parts of the rebellion, which is really cool. Yeah. It's two tubes. Yep. He's also in uh, solo. Yep. So. I don't know how I forget how he makes it out of this, but he's in solo. So I thought if they always made it, if they made another one and they had two tubes that are just in the background, they'd be the two tubes trilogy. <laughs> two movies. I don't know what that's called. See, that's cool. Look, he's, he has a lightsaber. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And Wobani, the if you <laughs> mix up the letters, you spell Obi Wan. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> this looks like a, a real piece of shit planet, though. <laughs> this yeah. is not the place yeah. you want to be. It's definitely a mining planet or something. And they're actually riding one of the uh, transports from Revenge of the Sith. Um, ow. Uh, God, I forgot what they're called, though. <laughs> I like how all the stormtroopers are miserable, too, and dirty, right. and don't want to yeah. be there. <laughs> I'm sure, like, the majority of them are just there for a paycheck. Oh, I know, uh, right? They're just normal dudes that are just got put on this shit planet on the shit detail. Yeah. <laughs> I do like this part. Yeah. Congratulations, you have been rescued. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I do uh, like this guy. Yeah. 
don't know how I feel about the about the supers that let you know what planet it's on. Like, like I'm not like upset about it, but just it's it just shows how different it is from the other movies. You don't really know. Oh, you know what? I was just gonna say the opposite. That I like how they do that. <laughs> I think they could have worked in Rise of Skywalker. It certainly would have worked. Let you know, Mustafar. At least nice. that would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been really cool when I first watched the movie, instead of learning about it later, you know? Right. Yeah. Gosh, they made all this stuff look just so good. So much I just know. like episode four, which I yeah. loved. And this is the chick, Mon Mothma. She's, she's, this is the actual actress, right? That's going to be yeah. playing in the series. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And she was in a deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith, which is gotta be for her just mind-blowing right to be in it to be in it to have like been in a scene in a movie had the scene be cut and then get to play that character again like you know almost 15 years later yeah looks great she looks just like my mama great baby's haircut yeah and she did the voice in rebels right doesn't she do the voice in yeah. rebels yeah okay so I don't, I don't get how they're so mean to her just because her dad is who he is. It's, I'm, I, I never understood that. I don't know, maybe just because uh, her rap sheet, maybe. They're like, oh, she's probably causing trouble and, you know, I don't Could know. Been causing too much trouble because she was in an imperial prison. Right. They're just not very nice to her. I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, so I, again, I, I like it's funny. I know the plot is me, but I forget the plot is me. Like, so they don't need her to get to her father. They need her to get to Saw. Right. Because Saw has a pilot that has a message from. They don't message. want right. They don't want to tell her that they need her to get to her father so they can kill her, to kill him. Sorry. Yeah. The only way she'll work with it is if they, she thinks that they're not going to kill. Him. Yeah. Though they're lying. I wonder if we'll see, like, some of these side characters in the Cassian show, which I would imagine we will. Yeah. Like General Draven right there. and Yeah, Draven seems like a, a, a given. Yeah. <laughs> You're like a given, I said a well, yeah, uh, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying <laughs> to be in the Cassian show seems like kind of a given. Um, so... Well, it sounds like what Cassian's show will be about is, like, him coming back and forth on various spy missions and shit. Yeah. Undercover missions for the Rebellion. Yeah. There's going to have to be some kind of unifying theme for the whole series, unless it's just every show is almost a standalone. I don't know. Well, they'll probably have, like, a a seasonal arc. Yeah. Um, kind of like Mandalorian has like the seasonal arc of taking care of Yoda, and then there's different. Oh, get it! Oh, sorry, hold on, hold on. That's that's Bill again. Ah, I'm so I'm geeking out, geek girl, geek girl. When, really... when that moment happened in the theater, I was I geeking lost. out. I don't. I'm losing my mind even now watching it. I'm like, you guys realize it's Bill Organa. That's Princess Leia's dad. It's actually on. it's like so fortunate too that they made this movie when they made it, so that like the woman that plays Mon Mothman, Jimmy Smith, are like. Kind of old enough now that they would yeah. be, you know? Because mm-hmm. it takes place 19 years later, but, you know, 
Yeah, this was made perfect. 11 years late. Yeah, so. It works. <laughs> I remember being irritated with Jimmy Smith's when I saw he was going to be in Attack of the Clones because at, at that point, every time I turned around, Jimmy Smith's was in something. He was in the West Wing. He was like, he was on Sons of Anarchy. He was doing like 10 shows at once. And then it's like, oh God, now he's in Star Wars too. Jesus Christ, Jimmy. <laughs> well, it's good. He's sitting a paycheck. Oh no, yeah. I mean, Jimmy's got to eat, but I'm just saying, it was <laughs> everywhere. I got no problem with that. I like how immediately they set up this new, and you know, Android as the anti C three PO. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's kind of yeah. He's kind of a, the anti three PO. Yeah, where he's he's still spouting out facts and figures, but it's you know a little bit of sarcasm. Do you know what the odds the odds are? They're a lot. They're <laughs> like, a lot. As soon as I'm I heard just, that. That was great. Or, or what's the other line he's got? It's uh, it's like it's okay. It's like we'll be sucked into space, but that's okay. I'm, I, 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 I can survive in space. Oh, that was yeah. great. He says it so like matter of fact and smugly too. I yeah. can survive in space. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you get faster? That's another thing about this movie. Very. Uh, in the very beginning is, you know, establishing the idea of trust um, between these two characters and then ultimately everybody else. (laughs) The shippers love these two. Hey, I was pulling for the two of them to get together. Oh, it's a total cannon, total cannon ship. You just (laughs) wish they could do more than kiss. You know, they got one kiss and that's it. Well, they hadn't been, you know, obliterated. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Maybe Maybe they survived. Apparently there was a a draft of the movie where they actually made it off of the planet, um, and they just like went very far away from the fight. They could but still survive. I mean, it wasn't too big of an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought when I before I knew the end of the movie, I thought that they were setting this up for Ray. This is back when I thought there was a planet Lucasfilm. And so that, yeah, that you know, you, right? <laughs> that it was they were setting this up that Jen Erso was Ray's mother and that Luke was going to end up being her father. Clearly, because we were a year before Last Jedi, and everybody was speculating who Ray's parents were. I uh, see. Like uh, I never thought that. I always thought she was going to be Ray nobody. I was always mad at all the this is Ray's mother theory because uh, it actually makes no sense. Like chronologically, it still can't make any sense. Oh, Sagara, lies, deceptions. Uh, he does great. Forrest Whitaker, right? Oh, he's awesome. You know what I found out he was in lately? What? Battlefield Earth. Oh, yeah, yes. that awful movie. A guy that I do trivia I with. Him. guy that I do trivia with, he has it on uh, DVD. He has a uh, Battlefield it? Earth on DVD. No, I didn't watch. Oh, God, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I saw it, I saw parts of it on HBO years ago, and it was plenty. It was all I needed. <laughs> was it really as goofy as it sounded? Oh, it was terrible. It was like 15 years ago I saw it. It was terrible. Ugh. Oh, Saw. He did such a great job at Saw. Oh, my God. I know. I do always wonder what his role was going to originally be, because he has so many lines in that original trailer that don't end up in the movie. So, And I know they reshot a lot of this. So. Oh, and then we have the introduction of Bokulit! That part freaked me out when I first watched it. I'm like, what is this scary-looking blob? <laughs> This with the mask, it always reminds me of Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. This one just called Mommy. Just wants... <laughs> Jeez. That's a brutal movie. <laughs> Mommy. 
Look at it. <laughs> I love now, that part. Whatever. I was watching like a making of this movie, whatever, and they're talking about how like Saw and Anakin used to be friends, you know, in a history. Yeah. And so Saw is supposed to mirror Anakin in this movie by having a respirator too, just like Anakin has to have one. Uh-huh. Or Vader, and so they're both kind of turning into the half machine, half man, more machine than man kind of thing. Right. And one, they're both going in radical directions. They're, was, they're supposed to mirror each other. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That was like that. That was a purposeful thing, which is why he has to use a respirator. Oh gosh. When I first watched this, I was just like, Tark. I mean, Peter Cushing was great. <laughs> like, yes, it's aged today in thirty I years. Know. <laughs> thirty I years. Like, Wow, he took really good care of himself. I know. They must have had makeup to make him look old in 76. But, they made this look so wow. good. He like, just, it looks incredible. I had no idea that it was CGI. Someone had to tell me, and I, I was shocked. I think it depends on how you watch it. I think, like, in the movies, it looked good, but sometimes when I see it on TV, like on my TV here, because it's, you know, when it's all the 4K and junk like that, it doesn't look as good, but... And I was going to ask you guys, but I guess I think I already know the answer is which which do you prefer? Do you prefer the CGI Tarkin, or do you think they just should have recast it with another actor? Oh, CGI Tarkin. Oh, CGI Tarkin. CGI yeah. Tarkin. Okay. I'm a hundred percent for movies resurrecting um, actors with CGI, as long as it's in their contract and their estate gets money, do it. Oh yeah, they had to have shelled out some cash to Peter Cushing's estate. Oh, they yeah. did. Imagine for this. They did big time cash. And and Guy Pierce, I think is who did it. Guy Pierce? Guy Pierce? No, not Guy Pierce. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say. That's, that's, uh, it was it was an English theater actor. I remember watching it in uh uh. Yeah, and he doesn't look too different. Him. He doesn't look too different from Peter Cushing. Like you no. know. Yeah. So. Oh, back when they were all friends. You get the sense of the history. Not too long ago, history too, because you know, she isn't much older than she was in the beginning of the movie here. Yeah, it's probably two or three. Yeah. Gosh, it must be like Coruscant or something. Yeah, it was Coruscant. They were on Coruscant. Okay. That's supposed to, be, and and I think I read somewhere that's also supposed to be Coruscant. His name is Guy Henry, not Guy Pierce. Okay. Oh, we got the guy part, right? Yeah, Yeah, they all look the same. There we go. Guy Henry. All the guys look the same. Yeah, jeez. Get better names than Guy. I know. I thought it was cool that she had um, the little throwback for the Jedi in a non... Because this movie is essentially a non-force movie. You do have... The coolest parts are when the Skywalkers show up, but it's still, you know, mainly non-force arc movie. Right. So the little throwbacks, like the Jedi and the in on the ground and Jedi, you know, the uh, the Kyber crystals, the fact that they're using Kyber crystals from Jedi, you know, to power the dark, the Death Star, excuse me, the Death Star, right. all of all the little tiny throwbacks to the Force means a lot. See, that was an arc they they originally had for Clone Wars. It was finding out mm-hmm. that you could use Kyber crystals to to power a weapon. That was an Anakin and Obi-Wan arc that they ended up abandoning, or they just didn't do for these other ones. So there's a little, little bit of trivia. But even in even in movies like this, it was it was the coolest when the Skywalker showed up, both Princess Leia and Vader. I mean, mm-hmm. that's 
that's that's what caught the attention of the audience more than anything else. I remember in the theater, people were holding their breath whenever they, you know, in the end when they saw Princess Leia, and when they realized that they were segueing into the first part of, you know, Episode Four, with a that you know the the alarms, and there were people were like immediately when they figured it out, everyone's like, whoa, we're gonna see Princess Leia, whoa. Gosh, this movie, I forget how many, like, shots there are that are just super impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And then just great comedy here by... Uh, yeah, Alan Tiddick does a great job. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, I know it's motion capture and everything, but his, his voice and just his intonation is just hilarious. Yeah. And he was still there with them acting the whole time, right. too. Yeah, he was on yeah. stilts walking yep. around, so... It just, just chucks it on the ground, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, man. It's great. I love the, the callbacks. You can see that this once was an ancient Jedi temple. Like, right. many, many thousands, like, you know, 800 generations ago. See, this is creepy. Oh, God. It. You can feel your thoughts. So this is when you would appreciate Kylo Ren, because at least he didn't make you nuts afterwards. <laughs> God. What a weird-looking thing. I know. I wish it would have been a puppet, though. That would have been super cool. Yeah, you can you can barely tell it's CGI. Yeah. Well, it just moves too well to be a puppet. Yeah. Right. It's too... See, I bet you this guy would really, if he had a choice, he would pick B, Kylo Ren, not A, more Gullick. <laughs> more Gullick. See, you'd lose your brains afterward. I mean, you lose your wits. He kind of loses it for a while, but if he gets it back. Yeah. Like, it takes him the whole movie. Oh, and these little, like, quasi-force guys, I love these two. Uh, yeah. No, they were my favorite. They were my Shira favorite. M- Mway and what? Phase. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I love these two. They make, they they not, do enough callbacks to the Force that. Not those two. I don't like those two. <laughs> Wal- Walrus man and Doctor messed up nose. But shit. But yeah, Chariot and 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 Phase are the, they're yeah they're 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 kind of like the weird R two and three PO of this movie. Kind right. Of. Yeah, and except they're. The belief in the Force and the not belief in the Force, you know, and how they both interact. And uh... clearly, Imwe uh, has some kind of Force ability. Either that, or he's just really, really reactive. Yeah, I think he's what isn't the story like he's just a monk kind of a deal and he's just, like a force monk part of the. He's like a force monk, yeah, and so mm-hmm. he's just. I think he's just so attuned to it that. Because supposedly the, the, the idea behind the Force is that everybody has it. It's just how much you can tap into it. Right. You know, yeah, it's like a Buddhist monk kind of thing. And since he works all his life, life at it, he can he can at least tap in enough to have good reflexes. Right. And, you know, and dodge laser bolts. <laughs> this guy is awesome. But is I guess, he like, a, a, like an action star? And like, yeah, he's like a big time... Chinese uh, action star Donnie Yen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I knew he was something like that, but. Yeah. 
he was he was super excited to be in this movie. I remember there was interviews with him. He was just, just like, oh, super excited. He was so excited, yeah. Yeah. And there's Baze, always watching out for his little blind, blind buddy that believes yeah. in the Force. Because he doesn't believe in the Force, and so he's always he thinks he has to watch out for, for Imwe. Right. It's so cute. Story. And later we learn from Chirrut that he was one of the most devoted guardians. Mm-hmm. And then after everything happened, he probably just kind of like he, a, he never loses his faith. Yeah. Is there any? Are there any books or anything dedicated to the Church of the Force? Because we got because that's isn't Lars, it. isn't Lars yeah. Santeca part yes. of that too? Yeah. And so, then that's, yeah. But they don't they don't touch on it in the movie. But the reason why Kylo kills everyone in, in that in that shot is because all of them are combatants in his eyes. Every that that was a, a Church of the Force settlement that was actively working against the First Order. So he considered them combatants. Um, and I don't, but they never really hit at what the Church of the Force does to yeah, I, the dark side. I, right. I, well, I just think they, they probably just don't believe in the dark side. Well, Laura I, said, think, I think they believe in it. Well, they like, believe in it. I mean, even Jedis believe in the dark side. They just aren't kind of on board with it, I don't think. Mm. Laura said second didn't seem to be. I wish they'd touched on it, though. I wish they'd yeah, I would, I would kind of, especially because so much of the, of the, um, of Luke's adventures, like after, well, prior to Force Awakens, is him going around and finding artifacts and dealing yeah. with the dealing the with mem- dealing with members of the Church of the Force. So yeah, I would so, love to know how they fit into the rebellion, or whether it's the rebellion of the First Order or rebellion of the Empire. They seem to really rebel. Yeah, yeah. as we're seeing a rebellion right now. Yeah. Um, oh, that was so cool when I went to a celebration last year and they had like a mock-up of that tank. Yeah. It was so cool. It's a cool tank. It reminds me of like a tiger tank from like World War II. I mean, say what you want about the Empire, but they had the coolest toys. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'll take an AT-AT over a Snowspeeder any day. Well, they, they, they were definitely the legitimate four. We, we forget. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, my microphone fell out. No worries. <laughs> but um, I forget that they were the legitimate force in the galaxy. The rebellion is the one that is considered the outlaws. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just saying they had the better toys. They had the more. They, I mean, the, the the rebels had the Falcon, and that was it. And then all the cool stuff was the Empire. <laughs> okay. Oh, X wings. X wings are pretty cool. I'll take. I take that back. Yeah. yeah, I like X wings. And I like seeing Yavin Four with all the old like Jedi Mayan temple kind of thingies. Right. Yeah. The kyber crystals. I love the the hint that this is how this is why they're mining Jetta is for these kyber crystals. Once they have all of them, then they can leave and they can test. They can test it. Can test the weapon. Yeah. You may fire when ready. Oh my god, it was so great to hear that again. Because, oh yeah. Because Tarkin is so deliciously evil. He's one of those delicious people that you just love to see him be evil. <laughs> It's such a great job. He leans into it so beautifully. This is a another callback to The Force Awakens when Ray just took out those two guys. Um, I do love K2 right here. I thought yeah. that was K2 at first. <laughs> <laughs> he has so much personality for not having, you know, a movable face. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> it was boring. That's funny. <laughs> For two people blending in. And then he goes right back. Yeah. <laughs> he stage left. He just walks in and then goes walks back out. Oh. You see the one walker from Return of the Jedi in mm-hmm. the background there? That was great. Yeah. Oh, and this part's great, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so great. <laughs> he does such a good job. To take them to... <laughs> That was great. <laughs> Dagolin is trying so hard not to laugh. I know. You can, you'll get a fresh one. I can check my own diagnostics. Thank you very much. <laughs> so great. Here comes the 4C dude. <clears throat> I'm passing peace. Such a great, you know... They they gotta make this a non-force movie, but the little yeah. touches of force are excellent. Like Imway, and I love how his best buddy is like you know the guy that doesn't believe it and takes care of him because he thinks right. his, he thinks his best friend is kind of crazy, and he's so loyal to him. It's such a cute ship. <laughs> <laughs> there were people who thought they were a couple. It's... Oh, I, I totally am a shipper. I love these two. They have a name somehow. I, I don't know what it is. Bayesway Imway. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, when he would just start abusing that stick and just knocking everybody on their ass. Did you it was see the so Oral cool. Knots, uh, parody of this where Kylo Ren uh, reviews the yeah. trailer? And he's yeah. like, oh, look at the stick boy. Go get him with this stick. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. I'm just glad that Donnie Yen was able to actually show what he can do. Yeah. I'm sure that was I'm sure that was part of the reason why they got him. Yeah, no, it's because they, they had a couple of guys from the raid movies in the Force Awakens and they didn't do anything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, they were just they well they were the uh the Conjure Club. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Hell that's a Conjure Club. <laughs> oh, he just sits on a stormtrooper. Yeah. And did you guys catch this will be dated if people go back later to watch this. But did you catch in the latest episode of Clone Wars, uh, Ahsoka says, I am, I'm one with the Force, yep. the Force is with me? Yep. I thought that was yes. really cool. I actually liked it so much, I almost got a tattoo of that. <laughs> I, I kid you not. I haven't gotten a tattoo. I only have one from like when I was in the Army, but I thought about it. I still might, because, you know, <laughs> screw it. Yeah. <laughs> Quite two tubes. Are we all waiting for the line from Chair from Chariot? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is funny. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I thought we're I'm like we're all waiting for that line, aren't we? We're all I waiting know. for. Are you kidding me? I'm blind. I love how they show the scale of the Star Destroyer and this kind of right. I forget how big those things are, especially yeah. when they show them up against the uh, they Death show them Star. up against Death Star and they're like just like gnats. They look like yeah. yeah. So this is the same thing in Iraq. 
if we everyone like always thought they beat us if we left like an area that was never a good thing <laughs> if like we retreated from an area like in Fallujah like the the insurgents that were fighting in the area used to like party but they never quite figured out that was because we were going to completely blow that block sky high. <laughs> and I'm just like, you should know that's what we're going to do. You see it in movies all the time. Right. And they never they never figured it out. Because <laughs> we would try really hard. But after a certain amount of casualties, then we would hit it, would hit like, you know, a predetermined number of casualties that were acceptable losses and then move back. Right. And then at that point, we'd call in, you know, the big guns. And they would take out the entire building or take whatever. You know, this movie was able to do a scene with a bunch of creatures in it that wasn't going into a bar. Yeah. That's you know? I never thought about that way, though. I never thought that this was like their cantina scene. I guess it is. Well, it's as close as you get to seeing a bunch of different aliens. Hmm. So... I did. There was a there was a shot um, of the the star destroyer taking off, you know, over when it was over Jetta City, mm. and it looks like it's really hard for it to get off the ground. It was like, oh, that's right, because that thing probably weighs a ton, and then to get up into the atmosphere, it's like one of the most realistic versions in Star Wars of like a yeah. ship taking off. So, oh, base, that's what it is. It is base. Okay. Yeah. With the force and the forces with me. They do bicker like an old married couple. I think that's why they're. They do. That's yeah. why they're. That's why they're shippers for them. Because they're cute. Yeah. I don't even think it's like even a, a sexual ship for a lot of people. It's just adorable. These two well, are like yeah. the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. party of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, they're just like yeah, they just you know they just bitch. They're perfect. Yeah. Yeah, they're Evan Costello. They're Laurel and Hardy. They're whatever and ever. Yeah. His voice. See, and he's so he's so paranoid at this point, and he's so gone. Yeah. Yeah. That it takes him a long time to figure out that she's not there to, you know, even though she is, but she doesn't know it. Right. Oh, excuse me. And just his rationale for doing what he did. Right. I think this is one of the best um, acted scenes in Star Wars um, when Jin watches the message from her dad. Oh, I love it. And she does a great job, the actress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she had won she had either won or was nominated for an Oscar like the year before this came out. Yeah, I think it was for The Theory of Everything. Yeah, the Stephen Hawking movie. Oh, that was such a good movie. Oh my gosh. I cried. I mean, say say what you want about the Disney era of Star Wars. I think the casting is probably better of any of the, you know... Not that Natalie Portman, Samuel L. Jackson, or Ewan McGregor are slouches, but it's a little bit more consistent with the sequel trilogy and with these movies, just the level of acting they got. You know? What's yeah. good about Rogue One here is that they establish, once again, even though we're not using Skywalkers, that people are trapped by their family legacy. Yeah. With, with Jin, you know, they explain, yeah. you know, you're the daughter of an imperial, like, you have you you have to get beyond your legacy, and you have it as a huge burden, and that's a very Star Warsy thing. Mm. 
I love how we're just watching the movie now. Yeah, I know. Trying, yeah, I'm trying to watch it because I'm. Well, I haven't seen this in. I mean, God, I don't think I watched it when I did my re when I did my rewatch before uh, Rise of Skywalker. I think I skipped it because. Mhm. It's so, been a couple years since I watched this. Yeah. Luckily, I've seen Solo more recently, so I won't have that problem next week. And she's yeah. like, Finn, she doesn't believe in a cause. And by the end of the movie, she's, you know, very much she, in, she all in. You know? Yeah. She's there also got a little, go. bit of a, little bit of a Han Solo vibe, you know. It's not a problem if you don't look up. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of my favorite lines from the movie. Oh, and that shot of the Death Star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, this is beautifully done. Well, I like how it's just not this. I mean, I, I think it's because they have more technology, but like, you know, the Death Star is upside down. It's like, you know, at the corner of the screen and like they just do a lot of stuff with it. This is a great shot. I love this between these two. Mm-hmm. I start, like I said, I start feeling bad for Krennic. You start to see the pressure he's <laughs> under and how he's, he's not up to the par that Tarkin is. Tarkin just easily walks all over this dude. Yeah. I mean, it's, he doesn't even try. He's just too delicious. I also love they kept all the old graphics from New yes. Hope. You know, it's yeah. like... When they do that whole thing when the, when the laser goes out, I'm just like, oh, it's just like episode four. It's so One awesome. of those guys is supposed to be Ryan Johnson. Really? Yeah, oh, Ryan Johnson's the uh, yeah when when it fires, he's one yeah, of the fi- yeah he's one of the guys that's like covering his eyes as the laser goes. Yeah. Holy and, crap! And then oh, Gareth God. Edwards is in Last Jedi. Yep. yep. With the taste like salt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him. This guy is like nuts by now. You know, just leave him alone. Or gullet. Yeah. yeah, he is kind of out of it. Yeah, because they, they explain how using more gullet, whatever, makes you lose your marbles. Right. right. It's so Actually, funny. They, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's so funny that they, you know, this last season of Clone Wars, they took so much from the movies. Like, Darth Maul used the Kylo Ren move last week on a clone trooper and mm-hmm. you know i'm the one with the force and the force is with me and so it's just like right. these little things that you know they're trying to connect them all with that thread that we're talking about that needle and thread yeah it's not quite there yet but but i do like the little touches that they just kind of pop in every now and then mm-hmm. you know oh i forgot about this scene this is such a good scene even though even though one of them is a hologram <laughs> you know because she hasn't seen her father, they say, in, what, 15 years? Yeah. Yeah, since she was a kid. Since yeah, that so. moment. So how old is she supposed to be here? Like oh, 20? I'd say, yeah, I'd say like mid-20s. Yeah, so she probably she probably was, what, 9, 10 when she yeah. was? Yeah, I'd say. I'd say like 9 years old. So. Yeah, this I seems... love how they go right back to episode 4 here. It's so yep. cool. Mm-hmm. The message is what spurs her into the... Uh, Mm-hmm. To help. Yep. She does a good job. She's she's a good actress. I forget her name. Felicity uh, Jones. Felicity Thank Jones. You. 
And I love that this movie solves the, the thing that people complained about, about the Death Star. Right. For so long. Yeah. How they had something so simple. Yeah. Sort of thing. It's like, it's all part of the plan. Just built in. Right. But, you know, working for an engineering company, I can tell you that that wouldn't have happened. Because everything you do is peer-reviewed to the nth degree. Other people would have caught it. <laughs> so, but anyway. Apparently just, they didn't in this one. Apparently nobody, apparently nobody reviewed Galen's work. <laughs> let's just not think about it like that. It's the top peer. <laughs> right. Yeah, she just does a great job here. I know that's what I mean. Like it's it's such a great scene because it's you know one of them is a hologram and then the other is just her reaction to it, you know. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like I mean he might have been on set and she was there, but I seriously doubt it. So it's basically just her. I mean, if you thought saw them shooting, it's just her kind of just crying at nothing <laughs> at a blue light, maybe. This is so good when the when the Death Star you know eclipses the light of the sun. Oh. Yeah. There's Ryan right there. There he is. Where? It was those two guys that stand on that ledge whenever okay. the Death Star fires. Okay. Uh, that, that was him. The one on the right, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's the one that's more open. Like, yeah. Just kind of, yeah. Unless everybody in the quality chain knew about, you know, his deceit for the Death Star, it wouldn't have. Never mind. Well, whatever, whatever it was, they fixed it for the second one because it's not how they blew up the second. <laughs> right. So. How did they blow up the second one? It's been so long. They went in. They go into the uh, the guts of it and just find the re- the main reactor and blow it up. Okay. It, because it's half open, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And just. Um. Many Bothans died to give them that information. <laughs> All right, there is no horizon. <laughs> I, I love, problem. I love Alan Tudyk. He's so great. I don't know if you guys watched the Harley Quinn cartoon, but he's the voice of the Joker and of Clayface. Oh. Okay. And oh, he's, he's he's freaking hilarious as Clayface, just because he's like just he's like like he tries to he thinks of himself as still as like a you know, a character actor, so every time he transforms, it's a new role he's thought up. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Isn't he funny. a character actor? Well, yeah, but he's also Clayface, so it's just kind of funny. Oh, okay. Sorry. The whole show's a comedy. Alan Tudyk himself. Okay. Oh, no, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk is weird. He will he does, like, or for a while there, he was just doing shows he wanted to do, and, like, but they weren't billing him. Like, he used to love the show Justified, and then he was on it for, like, three or four episodes, but he was never mm-hmm. in the... Like, the guest star credits or anything. He just did it to do it. Right. See, I don't understand. Gasol could have left with him. I'm not sure why he doesn't. I don't... Yeah, I don't get it either. I think that had to do with the rewrites we haven't talked about too much. (laughs) So. I also think probably he... He probably knew he was dying. Um, Oh. And because he says... says Yeah, that could be it. He left. Uh, so he probably yeah. felt like, you know, if, if I'm going to go out, I'd rather go out like this and not capture, you know. I love the cut scene to the Imperials, and they're just like, it's beautiful. And it does honestly look beautiful from where they are. So it's a really good perspective kind of shot. Yeah. 
I liked the ship. I wish we could have seen more of it. I thought this is cool. I mean, it's no, it's no Falcon, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, the U-wings were a really, a really cool design. Yeah. <laughs> right. I have, the, I have the closed captions on it when the ship took off. It just says, thrilling music playing. Mm. Although, I will tell you, he dies pretty epic. Like, whatever. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he takes his, takes his uh, air off. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And this is almost like a... <laughs> I never ask that question until after I've done it. <laughs> uh, great Han Solo line screw you Disney haters it's a great Han Solo line absolutely oh, yeah. this is a good I like this punch it punch it, punch it. yeah let's well, yeah Unless they go into a star or something, then this is not what they're, where they're going is not worse than where they are. Right. right. So. <laughs> Jeez, that shot. This is a good shot. Yeah, look at that. Isn't that gorgeous? This is where Krennic gets the bad news that he's kind of been demoted. <laughs> yeah. And our Tarkin is so cool about it. Like right here. All right, I'm going to walk the dog real quick. I'm so probably going to miss I'm Vader. I'm demoting you. <laughs> and, I, and I love how he thinks, like, man, finally I have my chance to show what I can do. And then away. Taken away. Immediately, right. And it's done so beautifully. Like, Tarkin has already had it figured out from the beginning. He probably already has the paperwork cut. Yep. All, the, all the signatures done. <laughs> Jeez, and Tarkin doesn't flinch at all. Nope. He's too he's too delicious to flinch. God, I love Tarkin. See, he does look a little CGI-ish there. Yeah. When he's like, do you think the pilot acted alone? I'm going to go above your head and talk to the boss. <laughs> and Tarkin knows that he doesn't care because he knows the boss is going to choke him out. Yep. And that was such a cool introduction uh, to Vader that we'll see later. Oh, my God. That, oh, was, so that, great. Was, that was one of the best scenes in the movie. Like I said, anytime a Skywalker in any one of their states, good or evil, show up, it's just it, it seals the show, doesn't it? Yep. So unless Star Wars finds a Skywalker like thing they're not going to capture that magic again that's my big fear they need to find a family that they can wrap their stories around something something like that because that's what star wars is about and the skywalker just had that magic they were this crazy dramatic family you know you loved them you hated them you wanted them to be okay you didn't like you just you just you need that yeah and I, I hope that, you know, the same way that we got attached to these characters in this movie, um, mm-hmm. I hope that the same happens with the new trilogies. 
Um, and I will tell you, the new movies, they have to keep one element from the old episodic films, and that is the concept of family. That has to that has to transcend all of Star Wars, because that's what the Star Wars has made their money, made their bones on the idea of family. Right. You know? And you can't let that go. Even if it's like a, a metaphorical family, it needs to be a family. And, and poor guy. I know that go people ahead. said, oh, the, the character development wasn't as good as I wanted it to be in this movie. And this time. and the other. But I feel like the character development here is actually really good. Yeah, especially uh, given had, how much time they didn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no issue with it at all. I thought it was a great war movie. Because it, it's a war movie. you got to look at it that way. Yeah. It has Star Wars elements because of the Force and because it deals with family and family legacy. And that's what I mean. Any good Star Wars movie has to have some type of family legacy that you're fighting either for or against that you're trying to break free of or trying to be a part of. One of the two. Right. But it, it's one thing Star Wars has always been about is this concept of family. Right. And to prove it, Anytime, like, the main Skywalker family shows up, it's just, like, the whole audience just loses their shit. Just, <laughs> even though the movie is not even about them and they just cameo, they lose yeah. their shit. And I can and imagine in the future, even mentioning the Skywalkers will make people lose their shit, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the only movie that really didn't have that was Solo. Um but it did, and it didn't. It did because have, Solo is himself a Skywalker right. you know, by, by marriage. Right. So you didn't really need it. Right. But we did get a cool uh, cameo from Darth Maul. So yep. that kind of fulfilled the Force aspect of it. The movie Solo was the least uh, Force arc movie of the entire thing because Solo, of course, he was always against the Force until, the, yeah. until he found himself surrounded by family on <laughs> all right. sides. White brother, you know... You know, son, father. I mean, he was he found himself literally surrounded by the, the the first family of the Force, and so you do have to have a movie without the Force a little bit to have you know a young Solo. And I get it, but I think that's probably one of the elements for why Solo wasn't as like it didn't excite people as much. Is that people yeah. knew that the Force wouldn't be there very much. Right. And the non-Force arc has never been one of Sky, one of the Star Wars' strong points just hasn't. Unless it's married really well right. with the Force arc. Like right now, with having Shir Imwe there. If you marry it really well, then you start to care more about the non-Force arc. Yeah, and, and for this movie, you know, obviously there's a lot going on, and, and the through line of the story is compelling because, again, you know... His family. Pretty much everything, uh, and you know it's, you know the the familial struggle in this movie. Um, you had the Skywalkers, you know you're gonna touch on them. Yeah. All of that's exciting. Then mm-hmm. even if you go back into you know the past with the High with the Republic, whatever with, I mean even if they reference something in the future that you know is a Skywalker element, people will lose right. their people will lose their minds. Right. Because it's just, it'll just be exciting. Like, can you imagine, like, you know, 10, 15 years down the line, 
were new movies, um, new characters, all that stuff. And then you hear mention of Luke or Leia or Ben or, you know, any of these people. <laughs> or even Han. And yeah, even Han. Any, <laughs> any of those. Any right. of those people. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, because even if you're an in, I mean, among the Skywalker group, you have to include the in-laws, you know, like yeah. Padme and Han. They're right there with that. They're part of the family. So <clears throat> anything with them is going to be exciting. Right. And it's funny because I was reading this thing once. It <clears throat> talks about how the closer you get to a Skywalker, the more doomed you are. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. It's <clears throat> And the more, you like, it's just... Essentially, if you want to live a peaceful life away from everything, just stay far away from a Skywalker. And if they know your name, it's even worse. And if you become really close to them, just be prepared to have a long, terrible death. Yep. Did I miss Vader? <laughs> no. No. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. And you just – see, Jason just proved my point. See? Yeah. You lose <laughs> your mind when it comes to the Skywalker, you know, any – whatever whatever form they're in, Anakin or Vader – Kylo or Ben, Leia and Luke. I mean, you just you just love them. Yep. So this is isn't this where she figures out because he see this is where you know he's really in the Force because the Force whirls darkly around those that intend to kill. Mm-hmm. Obviously, unless you were into the Force, you wouldn't know that. Right. That's why I really like that one panel from the Kylo comic where Luke is explaining the Force to the the Padawan, where he's like, the Force is a door, and, you know, mm-hmm. some people can just open it more than others. And I'm like, that's such a good philosophy. I, but I <laughs> thought it was midichlorian, Count. I know. I know, just forget that ever happened. You only needed to explain his birth, and that's about it. <laughs> Reducing the force to a blood test you can take at a lab is just no. Well, they, I mean, if you think about it, they had to have a way to know if those babies were force sensitive or not. I mean, I guess midichlorians would be the only way to do it. No, it's called the force. It's called magic. Never. No, but they were taking like infants and like, you know. But never try to magicalize the force. I mean, I mean, science scientificalize the force. <laughs> you know what I mean. No, I know what the, you mean. The force is supposed to be magic. Just leave it like that. I know we shouldn't have a production meeting in the middle of Rogue One, but I really do want to talk about the Jedi of the old Republic after Clone Force <laughs> is over. Because the, 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 this last episode was with Ahsoka and Mace getting into it, I thought was like, ooh. That's oh, something I Wendy said about a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> And of course, you know me. I was jumping up and down. <laughs> okay, I'm going to step away just for a second, guys. Okay. Ooh, it's a long ladder. Oh, yeah. Jason, at any point, did you think that uh, Cassian was actually going to kill him? Uh, no. I thought at the end of the day he'd be a good guy. But it was a little more up in the air. Then maybe because he killed that dude at the beginning. Um, but uh, if I had seen this movie after Last Jedi, I would have been more on the fence about it. Because for, as far as I'm concerned, Jedi changed all the 
freaking rules. Yeah. Kill you can kill main characters in Last Jedi. You can't you know. So Although there was a really funny, I think Star Wars Theory did it. It was a like a cartoon version of it was sort of the uh what was it called? It was like the fan fan service version of Last Jedi and like Snoke gets killed and then they cut to Palpatine and like his little thing and he's like playing like a Xbox game or something. Right. And the screen just says restart and he hits restart and then another Snoke in the throne room with Kylo Ray just drops down from the ceiling. Yeah. I thought that was great. It was a funny bit. This was like it was like Last Jedi with uh, Rise of Skywalker logic. Crane's <laughs> got a weird cape. It's like a poncho, but with the front cut out of it. Right. A lot of poncho. That's the one thing Star Wars didn't get enough credit for. They got a lot of ponchos in Star Wars. Luke's got a poncho. Qui-Gon had a poncho. Uncle Owen. Well, no. got a... I mean, Biggs, too, I think. Or he had Biggs a has a poncho, yeah. Oh, yeah, did he have a cape or a poncho? No, he had a cape. Capes are big in Star Wars, too. Krennic's got a cape, kind of like a cape-poncho combo. Yeah. Gosh, and here you just know that he's been found out. And you kind of sense he's not going to make it off this platform. You just don't know who's going to be responsible for it. Right. And now you're getting the inclination. Oh, it's probably going to be Krennic. I'm back. You know, if Cassian was smart, he would he'd shoot the he'd shoot Krennic. You know. Yeah. Why? I mean, isn't that the thing in the military? Like that's why they don't have like it's just well, maybe it's you just want some to bring movies. Back because Krennic. No, no, no. I'm just I'm talking about Cassian as a as a character as a, you know oh, as like military. Oh. Like, isn't that a thing with like snipers? He's supposed to shoot the one that's in command, or is that just in movies where they don't like salute people? No, you're supposed to shoot so the one that that is the not really as much in command, but the one that's doing the mission, the one that's you know the high value target. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, I would think Krennic is more of a high value target than Galen, but I could be wrong. You don't want to shoot Galen. That makes no sense, you know, tactically, because you want to keep. That's the guy you want to you want to collect. That's the dude that has the information you need. Right. So, it that's the part I never understood because tactically, strategically, on every level, militaristically, you do not shoot this dude. This is the dude you want. <laughs> right. Well, he doesn't shoot him. Right, but he was supposed to. And yeah. the rebellion. That's stupid. Now, they did show that gen- the general that, you know, the jerk that I don't like, the general gave him the order to shoot him. It looks like it wasn't Mon Mothma's idea. Like, that was, like, the general's thing that he wanted him to do. They made yeah. it look like that. I'm he, doesn't get, he doesn't get called out for it or anything later in the movie. No. So. But maybe he will later in the series. Mm, could be. Mm. You got your stick. Go away. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense either. Oh, I can't. I can't hold the lines back. They're already in. Oh, well, you can just tell them to stop the mission. Yeah, tell them don't. Tell them don't bomb. Yeah, it's called index. Just index the mission. Yeah. Ugh, this just sucks shooting out in the rain. Well, index, but anyway. 
that's an exercise. Nevertheless, but you can stop it whenever you want. What do you? Yeah, I, I don't get that. It's too late to stop it. They're already blah blah blah. Just tell them that. Plot device. Turn around. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently those X-wings didn't have a problem flying high. And a Y-wing apparently. Sorry, what planet is supposed to be again? I forgot. Uh, Edu. Okay. Edu, yeah. This is where, like, the engineers are doing their engineering thing it's on this planet? Yeah, this is, yeah, pretty much where they were, like... Okay. It's my baby girl! Oh. He don't live from that. <laughs> I actually really liked just... From a, you know, purely aesthetic standpoint, this battle in, like, rain and... Mm -hmm. um, Because the rain is supposed to represent movement, it's supposed to represent emotion. Yeah. The emotion of Jin and her father, the emotion of Cassian trying to decide between right and wrong. It's it's there, it's very Akira Kurosawa. Well, it's also the first time we've seen it. I don't think we've ever seen a space battle, well, I mean, a battle in the rain. You know? Right. Now at this level of high emotion, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> the other the other ones have been, you know, in space, not in, you know, in atmosphere or lower atmosphere. Or like by a creek, like in Fort Force Awakens. Or whatever that lake is that Moz has her castle on. Right. Right. Ugh. Which by the way was a really cool battle. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. That was awesome. <laughs> but see, Krennic has still has emotions. He still has feelings for Galen. He's not happy to see Galen dead, and, and more than just reasons that you know are Empire reasons. Yeah, like I don't. People act like she acts like I don't feed her. Here, go get some treats. <laughs> Gosh, this sucks. I know. I was kind of hoping he'd make it. After so many years and then... He could have made it. There's no... Well, see, they could have at least put him in a coma and then made it later. Oh. Put him in a back-to-suit like Finn? Right. Because if he had made it, then they wouldn't have had to go to that planet and they wouldn't have had that big battle, blah, 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 I get it. But still. Still. I don't like it when movies do this. Just like for attack, effect. Like Attack of the Clones? Yeah! <laughs> Andy? 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 Yeah. <laughs> I'm here, Mama! I will say that's Hayden Christensen's best scene in that movie. For that movie. He, he plays Rage really well. Yeah. Okay, here, the music is really good in this, in this moment. Um, and then... Just everything going on, mm-hmm. trying to grieving over her father. Then people are shooting at her. <laughs> she has to be torn away from her dad yet she's again. Not, yeah, she's not yeah. even paying attention to the fight. Yeah. Yeah. And you're oh. right, Dave. This is a really good uh, score. Yeah. Yeah. 
I really should watch this movie. It's it's odd. This movie's I think it's because it's so heavy. This movie's like really low on my rewatch list. I don't ever think if I'm gonna pop in a Star Wars movie, I never think to pop in this one. This is a heavy one, like like yeah. Last Jedi or Episode yeah. Five. Yeah, it's a heavy one, and like mostly if I'm just kind of. I don't want to like I don't want to put on a Star Wars movie I got to pay attention to while I'm like trying to clean the house or whatever you know, mm. or make dinner. Yeah, where did they get this ship? I always forget. Yeah, did they, how did they get it? So I had just stepped out. So how did they get this ship? Yeah, this is the this is the U-wing from Jeddah, I think. No, no, this is the no, this is the Imperial ship because they take this one to Scarif. Oh, Scarif. That's that's the one that uh. Oh shoot! I thought that was the one that they tracked um, Krennic on. No, Krennic leaves in his yeah. ship. Oh, then I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I, I wasn't even watching at that point. I'm sorry. I had to go take out my dog. Hmm. See, now she knows, and she's like, "Oh, it's on! It's yeah. on!" And like Imwe goes and holds her hand, like, calm down. I know. <laughs> you get a nice little bit of his backstory here. Like, isn't this backstory on him that he was his his family was part of the uh He said a rough separatist? Life. His family's part of the separatists, I yeah, thought. Yeah, you learned that in the novel. Oh, okay. So he's always been fighting the establishment in his own way. Yeah. <laughs> so. And Bay is and Mway are just like, uh, never mind us. We're just listening. <laughs> is there a room you guys could take? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bay's is like, I can I stop? I'm gonna step outside and have a cigarette while you two talk. That's right. Like... <laughs> Ooh. They're both right, and they're both wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Life is very complicated. It's not simple, like, the way they both think. Which is a nice, again, this is a nice change of pace, because pretty much all the other Star Wars movies are, like, right, wrong. Exactly. Kind of Black, very little, white, very little gray area. Right. You're either a Jedi or you're not. You either accept a part of yourself that's dark or you don't. Yeah. And, the you know, the rest of these are, you know. Which can get very exhausting. Mm-hmm. For an adult. For kids, I'm sure they're fine. Right. Yeah, I can't imagine a bunch of kids liking this movie. This really doesn't have a lot of, like, kid stuff. I think it's a very adult movie. So. Although I would... Thematically, it's an adult movie. Yeah, Yeah, it's a little... Yeah, it's a little heavier. Like I said, it's a little heavier than some of the other ones. Oh, and here we go. (laughs) This is what I was worried about. I was worried I was going to miss... Grandfather's Castle. Yes! Grandpa's castle! Mustafar! Woo! It's the only cat the planet that doesn't have an introduction because it needs no introduction. Exactly. Nope. <laughs> I love it. It looks like Saran's. You expect the eye of Saran like above it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> making that making that uh, lava work for him. I remember yeah. this shot was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. For Rogue One, everybody was speculating, minds. who's this guy in the robes? Is it Palpatine? Is it, uh, you know, somebody else? 
And now we know like it's Church of the Force, dude. Like, yeah, it's like Darth, a, it's a Sith acolyte, probably. Those dudes that were uh, in the arena. Of, yeah, they were the same dudes that Kylo was killing in uh, Episode Nine. Mm. Sith acolytes. Oh, this is so cool to see. Yeah, I remember a bunch of people were like, "Is that Hayden Christensen? Did he come back just for that?" <laughs> I'm like, "No." If you think about it, Vader's, you know, in his 40s at this point, so... Early 40s. Yeah. I always forget that I'm older than Darth Vader when he died. Oh, just stop. I don't want to hear about <laughs> it, because that makes me feel like... Because I'm the same age as you, and it's like, oh, no. Oh, I wish this is so I, cool! I wish that I'd done something a little better with James Earl's voice. It's a little... It's a little... Well, I mean, he is older. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's just not quite as... Vader-y? yeah. I thought it was Vader-ish enough. I, I mean, it's better than, like, having somebody else do it, but it right. just doesn't, you know. And then the Imperial March. Oh! Yeah. Dun, dun, kind of floats dun, dun, in. Dun, dun, I love Vader's still got the red eyes in this one like he did in A New Hope. And Vader knows that Krennic essentially went over his chain of command to talk to him. Right. <laughs> what? You he's, went over my helmet? Yeah, and he's also annoyed <laughs> by the whole thing because now he has to deal with him. <laughs> yeah. I was in this nice bath, and now I gotta put on all my shit to come out and talk to you. <laughs> I do like also in this that uh, Vader's really not on board with the Death Star even at this point. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Pointing fingers. It always gets people to agree with you. <laughs> Man. It was super cool to see Vader, though, again. New yeah. dialogue, new... Uh, mm-hmm. like Jones. Plus the effort <laughs> they just put into to recreating his New Hope costume and not... I mean, yeah. The pointing his finger. Yep. <laughs> The force choke, you gotta have a force choke with that bear. Yeah. The bad pun. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars is not Star Wars about bad puns. Yeah. <laughs> I got the Imperial March. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. It's got the Vader. He's got the Vader swagger too. Yeah. And Vader is, you know, justifiably annoyed that he has to deal with it. Like, <laughs> like I said, he was having a nice yeah. bath. <laughs> ah, have more rabbit. It's really cool because um, Jimmy Smith, like uh, Bela Organa, this is why he goes back and dies on Alderaan right here. They explain it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and the, oh, the line, the little bit he has with Mon Mothma. I have, I'll mm-hmm. probably quiet for that part. I remember being in the theater when that when that little bit of dialogue came out. I was like, ah! They're like, don't go back to Alderaan! But no, just what they talk about. I don't want to spoil it for yeah. the three people who are watching a commentary that haven't seen the movie. <laughs> uh, now, that one dude in the white jacket, he's he's an old character from a, from, uh, a New Hope, but I forget what his name is. That's the guy that Leia hugs in episode four, right? Yeah, it's a guy's like I when I heard about how, what happened to Alderaan, I feared the worst. That was mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that's the, that's one of the same guys that's there. Yeah, it's uh, Jan Dodana. Jan Dodana. Remember the whole thing about hope here? Rebellions are built on hope. Mm -hmm. I saw the best bumper sticker a few years ago, and I never forgot it. It says, never deprive a person of hope. It may be all they have. Yep. And I thought that was the best bumper sticker I've ever seen in my life. That's the message of all of these movies. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And the Radis is the name of the ship in Last Jedi, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Good call back to Rogue One. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this, and people will probably give me flack for it, but I think Admiral Radis is a better character than Akbar. I would, he has more to uh, do. Yeah, he does, yeah, he does have a little bit more to do. I mean, Akbar is just a legacy. Spicy. Yeah. yeah. I remember Stephen Stanton. Uh, he said he modeled the character of. Radis after uh, a mashup between Winston Churchill and General Patton. Yeah, see, I always saw Churchill um, in him. I, yeah. I was like, oh, that's 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 uh, that's lobster Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like Jimmy Smith gets a seat at the table. Ah, General Sandula. I just saw it on my closed caption. They, call, they had a, uh, a call for General Sindula to report someplace. So we know Hera's around there someplace. Oh, Rebels being Rebels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there are a couple of Game of Thrones actors in that uh, in this crowd here. I think There's the a guys bunch of the There's left. a bunch of Game of Thrones actors that are in both of, or in the Star Wars movies in this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, what's her name? Gwendolyn Christie? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Daenerys and uh, Amelia Clark. Oh, yeah. Miss <laughs> Kira. Uh, I have all sorts of things about that. We'll wait till next week. <laughs> He just should have broken into that Brian Adams song right there, Everything I Do. <laughs> I do it for you. Do, 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 do. Sorry. <laughs> no, we're just watching the movie, I think, at this point. Yeah, because it is one like. I totally am watching right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm only watching it a, a little bit less than you guys because I don't really have the sound hooked up. I just have like yeah. a headphone in my ear, so I can kind of hear half of it. But Wait, I'm mostly just sound. I do, I do, but I don't want it to overwhelm you guys, so oh. I just have like a ear. I have an earbud in under my headphones, so. Okay. Um, so mine is like it goes in through my headphones equally, so like um, half of it is talking to you, and the other half is the movie. It's weird. Ah. <laughs> I 
Oh, just get a room, you two. I totally ship these two. <laughs> I love the music here. It's like it gives you that that sense of urgency. Yeah. Although this movie does have one of my pet peeves in it, where they what? find some way to shoehorn in the name of the movie into the into as, as a line of dialogue. But that's why no, because that's how they get Rogue Squadron. No, I know, but just yeah, they could have called it something else. But no, because that's how they get that's how they get Rogue Squadron. <laughs> hey, hey, you're totally wrong here. <laughs> And they I should have done it in the other movies. Right. <laughs> well, I, I love can... how it comes from him. He just thinks it up. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a good one, but there's other, there's other movies where they just shoehorn it in and just like, like oh, God. It's oh, better than like Han, Han Solo. Well, no, not, no, Solo's a little different, but I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of a better example. But I think that's what Dave was going to say, that they're, they shoehorned how they got Solo for his last name. Yeah. No, that's just a dumb plot point. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse to admit that's canon. I, I did not like that. Han Solo is Han Solo because he's Han Solo. That's it. Yeah. No explanation yet. Oh, there's the scene. Oh, here we go. <sighs> no. Go get your wife and get out of there. No. Uh, this little, this little exchange right here. Well, there certainly won't be any peace, that's for sure, Alderaan. The Jedi. You should check out your weekly weather forecast. I have it on my t-shirt. Oh, this is all about Obi-Wan. I love it. Ah, so good. My favorite. That's my favorite line of his. I trust her with my life. And you know what? In my theater, someone yelled, Leia! (laughs) (laughs) In case you didn't know, Leia! And other people were like, shut up! (laughs) Oh, God. When I first saw this movie... Uh, since Scarif had the shield around it, I could not stop thinking about Spaceballs. Oh, with the, with vacuum the big cleaner. vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, she's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> and then oh, the so good. The, the monkeys, so like, what, yeah. <laughs> what's the, the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Smoking if you got them. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a commentary so on that. We are definitely. <laughs> we doing have that. to do a commentary yeah. on Spaceballs. It's, it's part of Star Wars canon somehow. Uh, so good. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> I mean, come on! How do, how do you not love that? Uh, I love how. I mean, at some point, you have to think the Empire should have caught on to the fact that. People constantly were using outdated um, imperial codes or, or, like, you know, disguising the ships to say, all right, we need better security. Yeah. Around but you're thinking. Here. Don't think. That's fair. Just well, I, I always it. thought that in Return of the Jedi that Vader knew it wasn't good and that he let him yeah. through because he knew Luke was yeah. on it. Yeah, that's, that's what yeah. I thought, too. Yeah. I always knew that that was what, what he meant by let him through because yeah. he had – he gave that look – like, he just stopped for a second and, like, breathed and then left. He, like, immediately knew Luke was there. Yeah. So. 
thought this was cool. Like this is a much better this is a much better shield than the one they had for the second Death Star. They should have used this. <laughs> of course, if you blow up that that outside thing, I guess the uh, I guess the whole shield goes down. I thought Scarif was a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, really again, it's a planet we hadn't seen before. It's a beach planet, you know. It's like. <laughs> And didn't like, they film it like on in the tropics or something or whatever? They filmed it in like the South Pacific. Yeah, they they filmed it in the Maldives. Thank uh, you. Yeah. I like the guy That's that plays a lot Bodius. of data files. I've seen a, I've seen him in a couple of other things. I can't and I really liked him in those too, but I always remember he's in this. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I have to look at IMDb. He's yeah, in a I know he's called uh, Nightcrawler, and he's in a series called The Night of. Yeah, I started watching The Night of before this came out, and he was really what's, good in it. What's The Night of? It's a HBO like murder mystery. He's like a oh, cab driver okay. that gets accused of murder. Okay. Yeah. I'm not I didn't usually in murder mysteries, so. Yeah. Since I started Shit's Creek, it's been my go-to either Shit's Creek <laughs> or, or a murder mystery is about all I watch. Or a documentary on on uh, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Galaxy Quest is like the same as Spaceballs for me, only for Star Trek. Right. <laughs> yeah, if we were doing all the Star Trek movies, we'd have to watch Galaxy Quest. Yes. They say about ten times in the documentary that they that a lot of people that are involved with Star Trek consider it the best Star Trek movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite spoof movies ever, is Galaxy Quest and Spaceballs. Yeah. Never give up. Never surrender. Well, by the something hammer, by the yes. whatever, I will have Raptar's hammer. Oh, Raptar. <laughs> the the documentary's on Prime. If you guys get a chance, it's only like an hour and a half. It's oh, I got an hour and a half. It's called and, Never Surrender. And what? Oh, I'm sorry. What's his name? God bless his soul. Uh, the Alan. Alan Rickman. Yeah, they talk about him a lot. And that's a really oh. cool thing too. They interview like the whole cast, so like Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver and all those cats. It's They're all so good. They were going to do a TV show on Amazon, and Alan Rickman died, so they decided to do it. I was so mm-hmm. sad when Rick. 2016 was a really crappy year for so many yeah. reasons, and Alan Rickman died. You know, Carrie Fisher died. Other yeah, things. I think this one's worse. <laughs> you know what? The 21st century is not shaping up to be all that, you know, no, spiffy. No, yet. no, no. Since 2001, and then now, and like this is just not a very spiffy century, you guys. Yeah. We, we need to we need to pick it up here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the famous Star Wars trope of wearing some other dude's clothes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Boy, lucky that little dude with the ninja sticks is coming on there because they Pajit. wouldn't have had a, co- right. had a costume for Jin. Luckily, the ninja chick is, like, obviously petite and about the same exact size as Jim. Yeah. Right. Lovely how that works out that way. I do like that one part of Solo. Like, Chewie takes out somebody and Hans like, oh, great. That guy was just my size. <laughs> <laughs> Glad somebody brought that up in one of these movies. Yeah. Krennic's just desperately trying to keep his job at this point. I know. He's, like, got a real kind of middle management office space thing going on. <laughs> he does. I'm good with people. I'm a people person. Keep waiting for Tarkin to like come around and be like, yeah, Krennic, I'm going to need you to work on Saturday. <laughs> Little sister. I always like that line. Oh, he's going to die soon. <laughs> Stop. 
show that Bayes has a heart of gold. Well, I'd never doubted that. I mean, just the way he treats uh, Chariot, you kind of get yeah. that. So. But, uh... Yeah, like I said, their, their office put, fit perfectly, and it's just like, okay, that was convenient. Yeah, it was super convenient. Thank God that little short dude showed up. Yeah. yeah. And then she had, that the short dude had the exact same me- measurements as this tiny, petite, <laughs> you know, Felicity Huffman. But okay. Yeah. With the chest plate showing that she has boobs when the other guy didn't. <laughs> I have a bad feeling. I love how they put that line in. <laughs> this reminds me of like the Pacific. If you ever seen that, you know the the, the limited series about the the war in the World War II between the Japanese and um, the U.S. Marine Corps. Yeah. It has that feel. I yeah, haven't I, watched it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's brutal. It's a really, really good series. It's the, the sister companion to Band of Brothers. Oh, okay. In theater, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, filmed this in a subway station in London. Hmm. And they just you know, made it up to look like, uh, like those things right there. I think those are elevators, actually, and they just, you oh, know, ILM okay. just Like open. escalators? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yes, very Pacific World War II-ish, you know, taking yeah. of Iwo Jima. <laughs> With a quasi-force-sensitive blind dude. Yeah. <laughs> and his best friend, who loves him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd ship those two. There has to be a ship name, I can't remember. Oh, there is. I guarantee you. I just yeah. don't know what it is. Yeah, the stormtrooper to be like, is that a guy with a stick beating up a stormtrooper? Capes are a must in Star Wars. Somebody yeah. has to have a cape. Or a hood. <laughs> right, or a cape and hood. Yeah, Leia's got both. She's got a hood and a cape. Right. She's a princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was kind of gruesome looking. Yeah, right. It totally moves into World War Two, you know, like mm-hmm. movie mode here. Well, so I always said this, like this is the Star Wars movie that's all about the war. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is very it's much like a, a war Star movie. Wars war movie, complete with no survivors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gray heroes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what that dude is supposed. I mean, I know Felicity Jones, but like, what what purpose does that <laughs> imperial serve? He looks like it. he directs traffic on the ground. Oh yeah. Okay, I see that. And caps, you know, gets the manifest and checks to make sure that the stuff is, you know, it's like the USDA or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Ooh, that's not good. Krennic is so cool. He's always cool. I <laughs> know, <laughs> he had to, at a certain point, he had to be like, am I the only one that's noticing things blowing up? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just staring, like, is that actually happening? Yeah, it's like. But to be fair, it would be like that in real life. There's a split second where you need to, like, just be like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. (laughs) And I love the short trooper design. Yeah. Uh, Those are very, very cool. I like the colors. Mm -hmm. But here again, you're going to have the battle... In space, the battle on the ground, and then the core mm-hmm. battle right. between Jin and, and Krennic. There's right. always that combination in Star Wars. Oh, even better. I'll just take him out, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, he's so deliciously evil. <laughs> it's just brilliant. I loved. I have. I love Tarkin. <laughs> now, I wonder if the guy that played Tarkin in this didn't wear pants like a. Like... I, I think no, because Peter Cushion he, he wears slippers. Remember, because his boots. Oh, that's right. He didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. He did wear and pants. Here we're, here we're gonna get Chopper on the bottom right hand part of your screen. Yeah. Or left. Bottom left. Oh what? Yep. There he is. I don't. Chopper. I didn't see shit. He's very quick. It's a blink and you miss him kind of cameo. Okay. It's a little. It's a good one. Now, how did they get the Tantive Four on Radis's ship before they left? Without R two and three PO. That doesn't make any sense. Wait, you're right because R two and three PO have to be on the ship. Yeah. I don't know. Unless it leaves later. I mean, yeah, there's a whole stuff, you know, there's a whole bunch of things are missing here, so. Yeah. Maybe it docked once the once mm-hmm. the Radis gets taken out. I don't know. I think we're gonna get a shot of three PO and R two here in a second. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I was like, yeah. Yeah, because somehow they gotta make it to the Hammerhead, the, the right. ship that Leia's on. Right. That's probably why they're there, because they're gonna be put on it, you know, whatever. But. Right. And they do a really good job of having, having a war movie with minimal blood because it's Star Wars. You can't have too right. much blood with the rating. Right. But yeah. yeah, you can't have like Saving Private Ryan, like a guy you on the You can't have people blowing apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> blood spurting on its head like a Tropic Thunder. Right. <laughs> oh, I love Tropic Thunder. I love oh my gosh, the great. Remember when talking about in the beginning where the blood spurting so much is over the top and it's just. I think I can put it back in with that guy with the intestines. Yeah. <laughs> in case you, you viewers had not seen, go check out Tropic Thunder. Yeah, we've recommended a lot of movies during this commentary. Right. I think I can put it back in. <laughs> and here we're going to get a reference to The Last Jedi in a second. Are we? How so? Yep. Uh, hyperspace tracking is one of the files oh. that oh. they scroll past. 
Oh. You know, I'll point it out when I when I see it. Well, we also have to take a sorry. Also, take a moment for Cassian and Jen to change clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I wish somebody had lived from the squadron. Like, if Sherrod and Imway had somehow lived, I would have been happy. Yeah. And here's the best introduction of almost any movie right here. Oof. Oh, I love this scene. You get the ghosts there. Redis is pretty cool. I lost my mind when Gold Leader and Red Leader went on screen. And they were the same, yeah. Yep. Yeah. This guy right here, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I remember that guy! <laughs> and that's just unused footage, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Is it? I thought it was CGI. No, unused footage. No way. From, from uh, A New Hope. Okay, cool. I thought it was just more CGI. See, at this point, nobody in the theater had figured out that we're going to segue into episode four yet. Yeah. It wasn't until the, you know, when you saw the white and the Mm -hmm. the alarms. But everyone figured it out, like, right away in mass. You heard, like, this collective, ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love this part. It's so cool. I mean, I hate seeing X-Wings go out like that, but that's really cool. They don't even blow up. They just break in half. Right. Oh, they're still in their clothes. Never mind. It means you can't get out. Yep. They all figure it out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, when did you guys kind of... You get a feeling that this crew might not make it out of this movie. At the first five minutes of the movie? Because, I mean, it's just there's just no way. Because they're not in any other canon. So they have to have him die. I kind of thought Jen and, and Cassian were going to make it at the end. I, I thought nobody was. I thought they were all going to die. But when I saw them just on the beach, I was like, okay, well, they're not, yeah, they're not going to make it. <laughs> Only because they're not in any kind of canon. I mean, it wasn't like I had this brilliant precognition or anything. It's just... They're not in any kind of canon, so. The only thing that survives is the fact that there's, you know, Rogue One, Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. K2's death was like... Yeah, was, that was... Sad. I know. And he's Patrick. just a droid you've only known for a movie. But yeah. still, you're like, damn. That's harsh. You think about it, AT-ATs wouldn't be good for this environment because there are only like like tiny little islands everywhere. It's just they're not essentially very useful for they this. They look like they look like they're like cargo things or something. Like they have like a different yeah. side to them. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, those tactically... ships house uh, uh oh, I forget what kinds of ships, but yeah, those are cargo cargo okay. AT. AT ACTs, I think they're called. Okay. Yeah, they're not. They're not technically not ATATs or ATATs. It was so cool to see those guys again from episode four, though. Yeah. 
I want one of those pins. Everybody's got like those little power pins. Like he's got in his what arm. Do you and mean? Then, yeah. Those, yeah, there's like those things that like Bodhi's got in his arm right there, and then Han's got a couple in his jacket. And what are they? Big. I don't think they're like power pins or something. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means either, but I think that's what they're called. Like hacker thingies? I, I don't know. I don't know what they're for. But they're Come to find out, there's just things in Star Wars, because if you watch the behind-the-scenes of Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. they just they just put switches and things on, on different things to make it look Star Wars-y. <laughs> you know what? I'm fine with that. That's no, I have Star too. Wars. Yeah. Like they showed an example of it in like Babu Frick's shop in Rise of Skywalker. It's just like a regular shelf, and then they just put like lit <laughs> buttons on it, and they flash, and you're like, oh, well, that must do more than what it is, just a shelf. Right, and yeah. you don't ask questions because of Star Wars, because yeah. that's what Star Wars is about. Right. Oh, well, that's right, because the AT-80s, they're in the water, and they're moving around. Okay. Yeah. They're not just on the islands. Although, if those things hit like a, a hole in the water, this yeah, yeah, they're different kind of like cargo. That's what, like that one's open. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Searching. Right, I'm gonna step up just for one second, guys. Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to go through the things here. Yeah, here's oh, where the ending's going to change clothes. <laughs> Jeez. Right there, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, then look, yeah. It starts. And aside from the opening of The Last Jedi, this is the only other true space battle. Yeah. That one dude that's from uh, episode four, he's a a Y-Wing pilot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always happy whenever I see TIE Fighters. <laughs> I like the glass bottom Radis has got on his ship. I think I, I like that. You just look down at the you just look down to see what's going on. Right. This whole movie is about MacGuffins. That's okay. That's Star Wars. Yeah, but I don't know. It feels like it feels like the MacGuffins mean something, and it's not so much a MacGuffin mm-hmm. that leads to another MacGuffin. Not like in Episode Nine. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you know, I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark is about MacGuffins, but you know, one leads to the mm-hmm. next thing. You know. Right. Yeah. It's, Oh, I love, I love the, the. Look at that! There's, oh, I'm so excited. I, I thought those guys were CGI'd in. Wow. Yeah, they just, yeah, they were just looking up to find some old footage 
you know, at Lucas, they kept everything at Lucasfilm. So. It looks the same though. It doesn't even look like it's different, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I never understood why Kate didn't just lock that door. I mean, he locked the one that Jin and, and maybe they did, and they just got in. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Right here. Uh, I'm listening. I just I want to try and find it, but yeah, she says I think hyperspace tracking. That's lucky. Oh, I must have been in the beginning. But no. even there, she mentions no, uh, Black Saber, which I wonder if it's the same as a Black Saber, Dark yeah. Saber. I'm sure every name means something Easter eggy. We mm-hmm. just have to figure out yeah. what it is. <laughs> Jeez. I know. And the music cue here in a second. I do like this movie more than Solo, only because it does have all the elements of Star Wars that you need. And Solo kind of just deals with just like a Western-style underworld kind right. of movie. But this actually has all the elements of Star Wars. The family legacy, the, the Force, the non-Force, the, you know, just... It has, it has the elements there. So, it has Skywalkers in it. <laughs> oh, this is awful. I know. I know. It's so sad to see him go. Mm. Bye. Jeez. Mm. Now his eyes just. And that's when I knew that literally nobody was gonna make it. At least I was. I was thinking somebody might make it, and they might make a cannon for it. But that's when I knew. I'm like, nope. This is gonna be a gigantic dumpster fire. Everyone's gonna die. <laughs> I remember in a oh I think it was Celebration London when they were uh, marketing Rogue One he went out dressed as Krennic with a bunch of death troopers <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Off the stage, I thought it was great. But nothing beats when um, Tom Hiddleston came out as Loki in that one scene. Oh, yeah. Remember that in um, Hall H and Comic Con? Yep. Bow to me. Everyone's like, Wah! and like Tom Hiddleston was just like trying so hard not to crack up, but he did a couple times. Yeah, I remember. I that. am Loki <laughs> of Asgard. Everyone's like, whoa. I would have loved to have seen that. Which movie was that for? Avengers? No, it was for um, it was Comic Con, it was San Diego Comic Con, and Tom Hiddleston came out in in character as Loki. And he no, was no, but to come out. I think I it was for Thor: The Dark World. It was oh, to, for Dark to promote oh. that. But it was like the best Comic Con appearance ever. It was like voted number one, like of all the Comic Con appearances, because no one's expecting it. And he just all the lights got cut out, and he's just like bow before me. 
just, everyone was just losing their minds. It was so cool. Why am I talking about Loki? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry. The Death Troopers. Okay, here's where the endings quickly change clothes. No. Yeah, why did they do this? I have no idea. Maybe well, more agile. They can move actually, a little better. Actually, I have an idea, but it's, it has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. It has to do right. with got a couple of different endings. Oh, <laughs> yeah, same here. They're like, oh wait, they gotta change clothes. This reminds me of Ray, like jumping around. Yeah. I would have fallen. Oh, I yeah. totally would have fallen. There no is no chance. way in hell I would have made that. Even when I was in my best shape in the 82nd Airborne Division. Like, that is a big leap. That's like that's like 16 feet right there, dudes. Yeah, no shot. Sad thing is, I might have made it, but I never would have held on to the little ledge that they hold on to. Right, you <laughs> yeah. grab it, and then you immediately would have... <laughs> my yeah. Le- my, yeah, my fingers were just giving away, and I just going to whoop right down the thing. Like I said, capes are a must. Somebody has to be in a cape in every Star Wars movie. Oh, how convenient it has a little clip. <laughs> how convenient she has a little clip in the back. Yep. It's a very weird way to store information. <laughs> Don't they have like a cloud? Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently there's no cloud. Oh, no. This this might have been the toughest one. For me, this was the hardest to watch. Yeah. I was like, you can't kill this guy. This guy's awesome. And Base is going to be so upset. You can't do this. I was okay with Cassian and Jin because they were together and, like, they, you know, were together. But, like, when he does this, I know he's not going to make it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you knew that Babes was going to be brokenhearted and lose his mind. Yep. Yep. Which is pretty much what happened. He made it, though. And he made it. And he probably would have made it back if the thing hadn't blown up next to him. Just duck. Kneel and duck. Not that it would have made a difference in the end, but... Mm-mm. Jesus, how many things are you going to hit on your way down? <laughs> I would have broken a couple ribs or something. Just yeah. Like... Mm. Oh. No, just Neil. Just duck and... <sighs> Poor Bays. Mm-hmm. He's Shiro list. Mm-hmm. For some reason, these two just really captured people's hearts, and which proves that you don't need to be in a lot of you know scenes to mm-hmm. be compelling. Right. You just have to be compelling. Mm-hmm. Aww. Aww. 
And then he goes off on this rampage saying the same thing that Shiro did. And it's just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh. Although I'd give him anything if he just screamed rampage like Archer. Rampage! <laughs> Redis, you're awesome. Mm-hmm. Rock on, Redis. There's a reason you get a ship named after you. <laughs> ah, I love the Y wings. Mm-hmm. I've never really been. In, I, I don't really get the Y wings. Why do you have them if you have the X wings? I don't get it. I think because uh, their bombing capabilities. Is there a difference? I think so. I, I know the ion torpedoes are for the X-Wings, and I think the Y-Wings have, like, so, something with a little more firepower. Okay. See, I'm not a techie when it comes to Star Wars, so I don't get the little techie differences, but... Although I'm sure if I'm wrong, somebody will correct me, and please do, because... Because there is a techie out there. There's plenty of techie Star yeah. Wars though. Yeah. I can tell you the specs for every single thing, but I'm not <laughs> one of them. I'm the thematic type, so. Yeah, I don't. I don't pay that close attention. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, poor Bodhi. Oh, come on, man! I liked him. <laughs> I know. And this is where Baze is like, okay, you guys just brought it on. <laughs> <laughs> He goes out like a badass. He does. Yeah. I don't know why he has to keep cocking it, but I, it's okay. Because it's awesome? Yeah. Don't ask questions. Just accept it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, no. Very, very definitely oh. Pacific World War II-y going on here. Yeah. Bye, Baze. You rocked. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> now, what is the practical purpose of that? Just to look awesome. It's just to... <clears throat> oh, I would have been chopped in half. There's no way I would have I the upper body strength for that. <laughs> and the... Re- you know, realistically, there's no way she would have either, but okay, it's Star Wars. So there you go. <laughs> now, weren't these these hammerheads, weren't these the ships that Leia was getting in Rebels? Something like that. I don't quite... Is this Captain Antilles? That's Captain Antilles. Uh, it may be, yeah. That, that was Captain Antilles, one that said full power. Oh, okay. For all those afraid of heights, I salute you. Oh, uh, yeah, another thing that was in the trailer that didn't make the movie. That I heard later was never supposed to be the movie. It's just something they wanted to put in the trailer. Yeah, just a test shot. Yeah, her going down the plank and the yeah. TIE fighter being on the other end. Jeez. <sighs> I know. <It's laughs> no sense to put it up here. It's just, okay, whatever. <laughs> It's dramatic effect. It's a cool sequence. It is. And they have railings this time, so good job, Imperialistic. I know. Spent a couple bucks on the... 
on some railings That's for the precarious you know bridge. Live. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That is cool. Reminds me of like battleships ramming like in World War Two. Yeah. Oh, I never noticed that. One dude is sliding across the floor. He smashed his head on something. <laughs> I don't know. Run. It's like when I have an XM signal. Serious. And like, <laughs> like antenna aligned. I'm like, thank you. I go under like a Taco Bell like awning and I don't get a yeah. signal. I'm in the middle of like this really good moment, like in CNN or something. I do like the showdown between mm-hmm. Credit and. Yeah. Ray Skywalker. <laughs> I am the mother of Ray. I've just noticed in every Disney era um, Star Wars movie, somebody has asked somebody else, Who are you? They asked Rey oh, yeah. in The Force Awakens. They asked Jin here. Mm-hmm. Luke asked Rey in The Last Jedi. They asked Han in Solo. And then they asked Rey again three times in The Rise of Skywalker. This is a cool scene. Yeah. And it's good music, too. Oh, yeah. Right. We have a shield. Well, I'll slice right through it. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of data. Definitely more than a few gigabytes. Yeah. <laughs> what would have made that scene even better is right <laughs> at the end, it just says error. <laughs> the blue screen, of, the blue screen yep. of death comes up. Yep. <laughs> Connection lost. Please restart computer. <laughs> No! See, they could have gotten to a ship and then gone on the other side of the, the fucking, I'm sorry, freaking, like, <laughs> here. Like, they could have yeah. found a way to, like, escape and, like, live happily ever after and have babies and shit. That's what I thought was, they were going to do. not meant to be. Oh. Oh, no. And the babies could be, like, Force-sensitive and, like, made up with Ray later. I mean, come on. Tarkin's so cool. Lord Vader will handle the fleet in person. With his lightsaber. And all his lightsaberness. <laughs> I thought they were going to kiss here. Okay. <sighs> Oh, no. That Star Wars always, oh man, this is the one thing about Star Wars. Once they kiss, it's like immediate death. <laughs> this is like a thing now. Fine when ready. 
you may follow I have zero I have zero capability to do an English accent, but <laughs> There's Ryan. Yep. Cool. Yeah, that is Ryan. Okay. Oh, he's, he's kind of pleasantly pudgy. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, the force be with you. What would they call Jen and Cassian? Would they be? I don't know. Cassian. Just just oh their, I don't their I ship have to name. look up their ship name. I have to look I have to look it up. I'm sure they have a ship name, so okay. I'm gonna look it up right now, actually. Oh shoot, yeah. there he is. Now, even at this part of the movie, I had no idea we were gonna get the Vader scene. Oh I didn't either. It was great. I thought the movie was gonna end here. Yeah. Okay, it's called Rebel Captain. That's a ship Rebel, name. Oh, Rebel Captain? Yeah. Yep. I don't care for that. <laughs> Could be better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, awful pretty sunset. Yeah, to bet the sun cool. sets over there. Yeah. The problem with Horizon is there is no Horizon. Just oh my gosh, the whole scene with Vader, people lost their minds. Oh yeah. In the theater. Oh, I did too. I thought it was, was so beautiful. That's when you realize they were segueing perfectly into Episode Four. Yep. Bye, Rebel Captain. I don't care for that name. We hardly knew ya. I know. See, like at first I thought the movie ended there, then I saw that this was happening. And I was like, oh, okay. Somewhere around here, everyone in the audience discovered in mass that we were segueing into episode four. Right here. This is when everyone knew. And everyone's like, ah, oh, cool. <laughs> when right when the door jammed, I was like, oh. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. I didn't know it would be Darth Vader. Oh, so good. So cool. This is the best. The, the audience lost their minds. Oh, yeah. The breathing and then the saber. Yep. Right here. Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, so Chills. Go, Vader, go. <laughs> there you go. You guys are so dead. No, this is just Vader as a monster. Yep. Which you, yeah. We launches that one dude towards the ceiling. Yep, and just cuts him in half. Yeah. Ugh. Jeez. This is Vader and all of his Vader-someness. Yep. And this is kind of what Maul did in the most recent episode of The Clone Wars. Yeah. Always seen, except he just, you know, pretty much... Did what Starkiller did in the Force Unleashed video games. Just started taking pieces of the wall and hitting people with it. (laughs) Now, this is where everybody knew right here. Yep. That this was the perfect moment that they were moving into. We're now in Episode 4 territory. Yep. Uh, If you didn't know before, now you know. Right. Yep. Right here. And I was so excited because I've always loved that part in episode yeah. four. So. 
There she is. Fisher's blessing, remember, because it was before her death. Yep. Yeah. Oh, which what a great movie. Which makes it okay. What See, I always, movie. I always watch Rogue One, and then I immediately watch the fir- the opening of. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. All kind of go together. Uh, so what do you guys, uh, what do you guys think after, you know, four years, almost four years, of this movie coming out? Any, you think of, of this movie any differently, or? Love it. Is it still? It's a great movie. I I should watch it more. I just like I said, it's heavy, so it's not like one that I rush to to toss in when I'm just kind of want to kick back with a Star Wars movie. But when um, I want to kick back, I usually watch the prequels. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, Even episode three is still part of what I what I put on the background if I'm doing laundry or something. Right. Um, one thing I did notice about Rogue One again is that it seems like the uh, the music in this movie, for whatever reason, it sounds like it has more oomph behind it. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's the orchestra that Giacchino used or mm-hmm. um, just the nature of the recording. I don't know, but it sounds mm-hmm. much more powerful to me. Uh, but yeah, I love this movie. I love this movie. <laughs> James Earl Jones, the voice of Darth Vader. Yep. So cool. This oh, was man. a good movie. Well, guys, I mean, there you have it. This was our first uh, Star Wars story film. Next week we'll be doing Solo, which I'm really excited for. Um, Solo is the movie I've watched the least. It's underappreciated. Yeah, and I freaking love it. So yeah, no, I, I, I love Solo. I'm, yeah. I'm super excited to do Solo. And now with the stuff... We're seeing in the Clone Wars with Crimson Dawn and Maul. I really hope they take that story uh, further in the future. Yeah, even if they don't do a solo two, just to continue the Crimson Dawn Maul Kira stuff would be great. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, guys, thank you for tuning in tonight as we watched Rogue One. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys found some new things in the movie that you liked and. Hope you'll join us next week for Solo, because um, I know that that commentary is going to be a lot of fun watching Donald Glover and Alden Ehrenreich play Lando and Han, uh, as well as you know Chewie and Kira and Beckett, played by Woody Harrelson, which that character is really cool, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that'll be next week. And then right now, when you guys are listening to this, we'll have our interview with Richard Edlund up. We'll have our interview with uh, editor of Star Wars and the Empire Strikes Back, Paul Hirsch. That will be available, um, as well as the Rise of Skywalker commentary. So I hope you all had a great May the 4th and an even better Revenge of the 5th. And until next time, may the 4th be with you. Always. Always. Always, and may the 4th be with you.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.